Blog Talk Radio. Brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Happy holidays to everyone. Hello, this is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, and I am so excited that you are here with me today as we talk about five things every businesswoman should be thinking about in July. Now, as I share these five things, what I'm going to do is you're not going to get all five things today. I'm going to be sharing them throughout the month of July, every Monday. So it's important that you listen to the show and that you really take good notes because I want to make sure that I'm sharing information with you that you can basically put to use right away. So again, I'm going to be sharing these five things with you that you should be focusing on in July. Now, each week as I share something with you, what I would like for you to do is to go ahead and take note of that and schedule some time that very same day, that very same Monday that you listen Schedule some time to really determine whether or not it's something that you should be thinking on and how can you take action on it, not next month or the month after, but how can you actually take action on it that very, very week? So I'm very excited about that. So why did I come up with this? Five things every businesswoman should be thinking about. Because basically here we are smack in the middle of the year, and it's time that we focus on not things that didn't work and what didn't happen. It's time that we not focus on those things, but that we put our focus on things moving forward that can help to grow our business, which is so very, very important. Now, all last month, we talked about strategies to win in business, and I gave you guys some ideas and some ways to start growing your business. And so definitely, if you uh, want to listen to the broadcast for last month, you can. All you need to do is go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on podcast in the top menu bar, and when you get to that page, then you will automatically see the the blog talk player on the right-hand side, and then you can select which of the shows you would like to hear. Now, you can do that from your phone or your iPad, notepad, or from your desktop or laptop. So we make it convenient for you to hear repeats of the show. Also, if you have an iPhone, you can go and listen via your podcast player. All you need to do is go and search for Successful Woman Radio on your iPhone podcast. And then once it comes up, save it as a favorite, and you will get notifications when new broadcasts are entering the podcast system, right? If you have an Android phone, you can do similar to the same thing. You can download the convenient app called Stitcher, S-T as in Tom, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. And once you download Stitcher, just do the same thing. Search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and then when you see it come up, mark it as a favorite, and you will then have the radio show right at your fingertips to listen to. So again... 
Hello, hello. And for those of you, I see we have a um, a packed board on this Monday that everybody's celebrating as a holiday, right? So we have a packed board. And uh, again, I want to welcome everybody. I'm Trina Newby, uh, founder of Women About Biz and your business success coach. I'm so glad that you are here with me on this beautiful, beautiful Monday. And again, uh, definitely make sure you mark your calendar all this all this month as we talk about five things every businesswoman should be thinking about in July. So I'm very excited about that. We're still going to be covering the book this month, Success is Easy, Shameless, No-Nonsense Strategies to Win in Business. Definitely want to continue to cover that. It's such a good read. A lot of you have been sending me information um, about what you've learned from the book and what you've been highlighting in the book and um, sharing me with me even page numbers that you've been reading. So thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who always seem, seem to get the book. Whenever we have a, a new book in our book club, you guys always get the books, you read them, and many of you continue to send me um, encouraging emails letting me know that, hey, we're right on the money. Thank you so much. And you're telling me how you're using it in your business. So I really, really appreciate that really a lot. So we've been reading the book, Success is Easy, Shameless No-Nonsense Strategies to Win in Business by Debbie Allen, who, by the way, will definitely be coming on the show this month in July, and I'll keep you posted on that. Um, but the book is really good because it specifically focuses on success. And when I picked the book up and was reading it, I couldn't put it down. I actually read the book in one read. Now I am going back for my second review, and I am now reading the book uh, again. And, and and just I think I took my highlighter and highlighted a lot of areas um, that I really thought would resonate not only with me, but with you, the listening audience. I find myself once again taking the highlighter and going back over some things. But one of the things that I want to share with you that I thought was very good um, in the book is that she talks about how to turn your failures into lessons for personal and professional growth. And, you know, we as women are so hard on ourselves. Uh, so I'm going to be sharing these five things that she shares on uh, things that you can do to turn your failures around and stop looking at them really as failures. So I'm going to be reading that to you a little bit later on in the show. Also, I'm going to definitely be going over the five questions of business leadership, okay? Uh, definitely want to do that. And I am just so excited and and to all of those people who also told me that they indeed did do the two-hour clarity challenge and that they have been able to really see where they need to better plan and better focus on some things. And so, again, that is why our topic, our theme all this month is five things every businesswoman should be thinking about. And again, I'm not going to give you all five things at once. Um, I'm going to spread them out uh, and talk about them uh, a little bit in depth because they are all very important. I think that we need to be focusing on uh, as we are in the mid-year uh, headed, headed towards finishing out this year for this next five, what, five months. 
Uh, so I'm very, very excited to be sharing these things with you. Let's go ahead and move right into the five questions of business leadership. Now, these are questions that help you to strengthen your leadership skills and help you to really become the CEO that you need to be for your business. Let's look at number one. Number one in the five questions of business leadership is, have I prepared my mindset for greatness, right? What does that mean to prepare your mindset for greatness? Well, each day that you wake up, you know, it's a whole new day, a whole new set of challenges could be presented to you from a business perspective, but you want to prepare your mindset for greatness. That means that you want to put you want to put positive mind, uh, positive things into your mind. You want to put positive affirmations in, into your mind. You want to declare and claim the things that you want for your life and for your business, right? And it also means that you may want to focus on some things that are going to help you to carry out your goals for the month. Um, it could be whether it is on improving on your speaking skills, whether it is improving in time management, setting better goals for yourself, whatever it may be, um, you want to make sure that you are improving those skills. So again, preparing your mindset for greatness is really not just a one-time thing or every now and then thing, but it is something that you need to be doing every single day. And so my question to you, and I want you guys to really be thinking about this, is are you really doing that? Are you really preparing your mindset for greatness every day? Are you carving out 30 minutes to 45 minutes of time for yourself where you are strengthening your mindset, where you are strengthening your belief system, where you are doing things to really set yourself up for a successful day. Because I'm here to tell you, it is very, very important that you guard your mind and that you put your mind in the right place when it comes to being the CEO of your business and making sure that you are taking your business in the right direction. Here's question number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and my goals? Not going to stay on this question too much today, but I do want to remind you that in order to be successful in life and business, you have to have a set of beliefs that are in alignment with what it is that you want to experience, whether that is making a certain amount of money, whether that is, you know, experiencing something that you want to accomplish, whether that is looking at some material things that you want, a new home, a new car, whatever it might be. You have to have beliefs that support those very things that you are wanting to experience in your life and business. And if your beliefs are not in alignment with that, then you might feel like a pushback. You might feel like, well, gee whiz, it seems like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm climbing uphill and I can never get to the top. What is that? Well, a lot of the times what it is is that there are negative beliefs in your subconscious mind that are working against the very thing that you want. And so this is why it's so important to examine yourself, to really ask yourself those questions. What beliefs is, is it going to take for me to make a million dollars? What beliefs do I need to have in order for me to generate a hundred new leads every month? What is it that I need to be doing, okay, in order to strengthen my belief system? Again, I want you guys to think on that and 
want to just say this about beliefs because I know that it seems like a, something simple that I'm sharing with you, but it's actually a little complex. And I, I want to say this to you. If you truly want to have some phenomenal aha moments, if you truly want to see some things shift and change for the better in your business, that I would suggest that you really put into practice asking yourself this question, are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and, and, my, and my goals? You really need to examine what you believe about success, what you believe about making certain amounts of money. You really, really need to believe that because your beliefs are dictating your success. And normally, when there haven't been a lot of things that you have accomplished that you wanted to this year, you really have to go back and look at your belief system and whether or not you had the right belief system to carry you where you want to go, okay? Here's number three. What do I want to accomplish by this Friday? Always but always, it's important for you to start your week out with knowing what goals you want to accomplish. And three of those goals that are important that should be included as a businesswoman are your sales goals, your marketing, and your leads. You you know, and, and, and actually I gave that to you. Let me reverse it. You want to be able to market effectively. You want to be able to have new leads coming in so that you can close, what, more sales. So there, there it is, leads, marketing, I'm sorry, marketing, leads, and sales. Those are the three things that are very, very important that you should be including in looking at what it is that you want to accomplish by Friday. And and the reason why I say Friday is because usually we measure what we have done so far. We measure that usually at weekend. Usually that is a, a Friday or a Saturday. And so it's a good way to keep measurement of Am I really moving this business forward? Are we really accomplishing some things? And if not, what is it that I need to do? Here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business? And you guys know this is my favorite question because, you know, we think just because we created our businesses that we're all that, but that's not necessarily true. You may have came up with the idea. You may have created the business, but you may not be an effective leader. You may not be an effective business owner or entrepreneur for your, for your business. It happens all the time, but you can get there. You can definitely get there. But first, you've got to figure out how can you be an asset to your business? What is, what is your strong point? What, what is it that your business is needing from you at this time? Ask yourself, am I being a good ambassador? Am I letting everybody know about my services, about my products? Am I being creative in my thinking? Am I, am I not putting myself in a small box with my, with, my, with my business, but am I allowing myself to really reach and stretch as far as growth is concerned? Am I seeking out new collaborations for myself and the business? You know, am I meeting people who might have the same target market, but they don't do what I do? So therefore, our businesses have, have some possibility for collaboration. And, of course, you want to ask yourself, am I leading my power team? This is a big thing because it's too many solo entrepreneurs out there, especially females, who are trying to do everything by themselves. Somehow we are confusing being a solo entrepreneur with 
having a team of people that can help us do things. So you need to understand you are not by yourself or you don't have to be by yourself. And just because you are a solo entrepreneur, it does not mean that you're supposed to do everything on your own. Quite the contrary. It means that you of all people need to be having a power team of individuals that can help shorten your learning curve and push your business faster. So you really need to be developing a power team of people who have different types of expertise on different things, whether it's a graphic designer, a web designer, a copywriter to help you with your ads, to help you with your articles, uh, whether it's somebody to help you post your social media, whether it's somebody that can help you um, design your uh, courses that you want to give out, somebody to help you write your book. You see, you don't have to do everything. But I think that a lot of women have this we have this thought path going on that I think can be a very unproductive thought path, and that is we always right away want to say, I don't have the money to pay all of those people, or I don't have the money. And I honestly think that we let money hold us back. We give money all the power when we start thinking like that, but we need to step outside of the box and start getting creative. Now, that's not to say that we aren't going to have to do a lot of things ourselves, but certainly what I do want to let you know is the more things you do yourself, the more you hold the labor role to yourself and you will not let it go and you will find yourself constantly going back to the labor role, constantly wanting to be the doer uh, on on one side of your business while the entrepreneur, the visionary side is less empty, which is what's going to cause your business not to do as well. So you have to be very, very careful about it. Let's move on to last but not least, number five in the five questions of business leadership. Am I investing in myself and my business? You know, there are three areas that I want you to take a look at when you answer this question, in particular, health and wellness, because as women, we need to feel energy, we need to have energy, we need to be at peak health and peak performance in order to to be a CEO that can make quick changes, be able to move swiftly and quickly, right? So that's very important. Then we also want to make sure that we're investing in our marketing and our advertising. You definitely have to have a marketing and advertising budget, you know, and it doesn't matter how small it is. You need to start somewhere. You need to look at where you're going to focus yourself for your business. And then last but not least, in am I investing in myself and my business, it's You know, you've got to invest in personal development and coaching. I can't tell you how often I hear my clients talk about how they are so excited that they finally decided to get coaching and they don't know what was holding them back. Well, sometimes as businesswomen, what you allow to hold yourself back is analysis paralysis or that perfection mode, meaning you're trying to appear to be perfect perfect and you're trying to have all these things together um, before the b- before you actually talk to me or another type of coach. And that's just the wrong way to think about it. You need to come to me just as you are so that you can get some assistance. That's why, that's why you need to help in the first place, right? It's like hiring a housekeeper. Why do I need to clean up my house before the housekeeper come? Because I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I don't want her to see the house too junky. Or I don't want her to think I'm a total pig, right? So I want to do some cleaning up and sprucing up so she doesn't have too much to do. Well, it's defeating the purpose. 
That's why I'm hiring the person in the first place. Let her be the one to get it all organized and straightened up, and then her load will be lighter after that. But if you're doing it, if you're constantly seeing you have this mode of perfection before you seek help from people, it's always going to be holding you back. I know I used to be that way, and now I'm not like that. And so, again, I think that you definitely have to gear your mind in a different way when you're talking about being a leader. And certainly the five questions of business leadership are definitely going to help you. So there you have it. Take them, use them as often as you need to, repeat them to yourself as often as you need to so that you can stay focused and motivated on what's most important to you in your business. Well, I see that we have a packed out board today. Wow. And see, this is just why I always do the show regardless of whether it's a holiday or not, because a lot of times there are people that don't get a chance to listen to the show because they're either working or they are servicing a client and they aren't able to. So again, a big shout out and a big thank you to all of you who are listening to the Successful Woman radio show uh, today. For those of you that are new to the show, do know that Successful Woman radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, of course, generating the income that you desire. So make sure that you mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time where you will be always empowered with information that you can put to use right away. It's 1221 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. I want to go right now and move right into our book club book of the month. Also for this month, Success is Easy by Debbie Allen. By the way, again, Debbie Allen is going to be a guest on our show this month. So very excited for that. Stay tuned to get more information about that. I'm going to be reading to you from page 63 where she says, success is easy, but you have to know how to turn your failures, right, into lessons for personal and professional growth. So I want to read to you these five core areas that she's talking about. She says, number one, take complete ownership of your failures. When you learn how to admit and accept your failures, life and success becomes easier. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you will keep repeating the same bad business habits. Recognize that failure is placed in front of us all to teach us lessons and help direct our actions in new direction. And I think that's very important for us to realize. Just because we've had a failure doesn't mean that we are a failure. There's a difference there. And we have to stop putting those titles on ourselves, right? But we have to look at our failures as a lesson that we need to learn so that we do not repeat it again and so that we can move on, as she says, um, to new directions. Here's number two. She says, surround yourself with can-do people who find solutions and problems instead of those who think things can't get done. Successful people play the game to win even when they fail. Unsuccessful people play not to lose. After all, you are a winner. 
so it's very, very important for you to, to hear what she's saying here. And I'm going to repeat that again. She says, successful people play the game to win even when they fail. Unsuccessful people play not to lose. And so I think what she's saying here is that successful people realize that there is a risk in everything that you do. And so you you may not be successful or as successful, or you may even downright fail. But, however, successful people play to win in spite of the failures. You you plan on overcoming whatever obstacles come in your way, and and you are looking at the long-term game, not the short-term game. Your, your goal is, I'm going to make this happen for myself. So whether or not this one piece of the puzzle is not functioning or that I failed in it does not dictate the whole puzzle itself. Whereas people who are most of the time unsuccessful in business, they play not to lose. So the time something goes wrong, they're ready to give up on everything. They're ready to say entrepreneurism isn't for me. I don't think it's my bag of tea. It's not something that I want to do. So you, we, we have to make sure that we are in the right frame of mind. Here's number three. She says, turn your mistakes into lessons. I really like this. And she says, don't get defeated. Most mistakes will smooth out in time as you continue to move in new direction. When you are willing to move beyond failure, success will become easier. Learn how not to fear things that appear challenging by sharpening your willpower and bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be. Refocus on a clearer and more direct way to achieve results, which is typically the easiest, smoothest, and most realistic path. So what she's talking about here is just because something is not working for you, stop focusing on the fact that it's not working and start focusing on the fact of what lessons can I learn so that I don't allow emotions to get in the way of making good common sense business decisions. Ooh, and you guys know as women, we are very emotional. We can all get emotional, right? But sometimes our, we hurt our own feelings when things don't go our way in our business. I didn't make the money that I wanted to make this year, or I didn't accomplish the goals that I wanted to accomplish this year. So therefore, I, I'm not going to work the rest of this year at it. I'm just going to take a break. I, I just need a break. And that's not the time to take a break, right? The time to to really make a move is when you are le- doing the least best that you can do. You want to make sure that you are putting every effort into what it is that you want. This is your baby. Your business is your baby. And if you want it to succeed, you're going to do whatever you have to do for it, right? And I always say, you know, it, it's, it's time for us as business women to stop whining and stop being so emotional about um, business and what's not happening in our business and start really looking forward to what we can do to overcome. And in number five, she says, Practice overcoming failure with best-case and worst-case scenarios to help you make decisions more effectively. To overcome the fear of failure, be willing to face it before starting an endeavor by asking yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Next, prepare mentally for the worst case and the best-case scenarios. This begins to build your confidence, which enables you to handle challenges with ease. 
Reviewing possible scenarios also allows you to examine the possibilities in your mind before taking action. The goal here is to prepare you for just about anything that can happen in advance, giving you the greatest chance for possible best returns in your decision-making process. Bravo to Debbie Allen for writing such a wonderful book on success. And again, for those of you that have the book, I was just reading from page 63 at the bottom um, all the way through page 65. You guys take that, highlight those areas, and definitely focus on that. But those of you that have not gotten your copy of Success is Easy by Debbie Allen, go ahead and get your copy of it because we are going to be covering this again this month throughout the month of July. I am so very, very excited. Excited about all of the things getting ready to happen for womenaboutbiz.net for the rest of this year. We have been having a lot of people ask us, hey, is Women About Biz going to start back having networking events? Are we going to start back having live networking events? What's going on? Uh, when, When can we get started with meetings and different things again? Okay, okay. I hear you guys. I mean, we, we must have had over 100 plus emails on people asking us about networking events and meetings and all this different stuff. And so uh, here's, here's just a short answer for you. The answer is yes, we are planning, first of all, we're going to start slow and then increase from there, but we are planning to do some virtual networking events coming up. Uh, Definitely stay tuned to the Women About Biz community on Facebook. Stay tuned to your email. We are quickly putting together a networking schedule for July and August, and then somewhere in August we'll give you for the rest of the year. Uh, So stay tuned for that with networking events. Then we have been having people ask us about uh, an annual tradition that we have not been able to have for a couple of years, and that is our annual holiday extravaganza that we normally would host the first weekend of December every single year. And so uh, we have a lot of longtime members that are really wanting to see that come back again. We are not sure if that will be happening this year, but what we're going to try to do is some virtual version um, of the holiday extravaganza. So again, we're trying to step outside of that box and get very, very creative, and we will be putting out the July-August networking calendar um, for you very, very soon. So I'm excited that people are ready to get back to Um, to the norm. They're ready to really push it, start networking, getting out there again. I'm very, very excited to hear that. Um, And I think those things are very, very important because um, it lets me know that as business women, you understand the importance of being the owner and you understand the importance of being the ambassador for your business. So let's go ahead and knock with it as we look at five things every businesswoman should be thinking about in July. Now, again, you guys right now, don't be looking like, what was number three? What was number four? What was number five? She didn't give us all five things because I'm going to be giving you the five things every businesswoman should be thinking about in July throughout the month of July, okay? So I'm, I'm definitely going to be giving them to you. But what I want you guys to do is as I give you each thing each Monday, I really want you to be 
ready to schedule some time, some me time in your planner that you will be able to actually work on what I am giving you, okay? And I think that's very, very important because oftentimes, sometimes you might hear things that I make a, a suggestion on or recommend, and you would, you'll say after you hang up the, the phone or listen to the show, you'll say, that was nice. And then after that, nothing happens. And that's just not how to take the best advantage of the show. So again, as I share these with you, I want you to really take action on them today. I really want you to put in your planner some time to just basically take a look at it. So with that said, here is number one for today in the five things every businesswoman should be thinking about in July. Number one is you should be taking an assessment of where you are in your business. Again, you should be taking an assessment of where you are in your business. So what does that mean, taking an assessment? Right? You need to be evaluating and looking at what you want and what you want to keep and what you want to eliminate. It's time for you to be preparing for your annual strategic plan for 2022. And in order to do that, you've got to look at where you're headed for this next six months to set yourself up for the new year, right? So how do you begin to take an assessment on where you are in business? Well, we can first start taking an assessment by looking at what I call the three most important things in business, which I've already mentioned to you earlier today, and here they are. Number one is marketing, right? And I just want to say that I know that when I say that you really need to have a marketing plan or a marketing strategy, a lot of you are listening to this, and you're probably shaking your head in agreement, but you're not doing it. You're not getting it done. And so what is it that's going to help you to get your marketing off the ground so that you can start seeing better results in your business. Listen, everything for a business revolves around marketing. And as the owner, as the CEO of your business, this is the one thing you cannot continue to let slide by. If you're not getting the results that you want, in your business, that means if you're not making the money, if you're not getting enough, uh, generating enough people asking you about the business or participating, then you don't, you don't have anyone to sell to. What that means basically is that you, you either don't have a marketing plan or the marketing plan that you have is not into act, being put into action properly <clears throat> or it's not working at all. And so I want you guys to really take this to heart. I want you to really ask yourself the question today. Is Trina correct in what she's saying? Do I have a marketing plan? And is my marketing plan working? When I open up my email, do I have a lot of notification of people that have filled out a form on my website saying they want more of what I have? Do, do I have inquiries and people calling me every day or, you know, uh, several times throughout the week asking me questions about my services or my product? And if, you're, if you can't answer that, if you got to sit there and think about it, come on, be real with yourself, you know it's not happening, then guess what you've got to do? Back to the drawing board you go, figuring out 
what you need to do. The first thing is you need to write a marketing strategy, and there's a lot that goes into the marketing strategy, such as being clear on your target customer or client, knowing who they are. You also um, really have to, within your marketing, you have to know what you what you're trying to do as far as automating your marketing and uh, how all of those pieces of the puzzle are going to fit together and and here's the thing you may not know all of the answers to that because you are not necessarily a marketing expert or you may not understand it all yourself so what does that mean for you as the business owner, as the CEO, what does that really mean? Well, it means, girl, that you've got to talk to somebody. You've got to get in front of somebody that can shorten your learning curve and move your business along faster, okay? It means that you need to speak with somebody about your business marketing so that you can better plan and get things going for yourself. It doesn't make sense for you to have such passion for your business and yet you're not generating uh, any income. So I just want to quickly share something with all of you that are listening today because it's something that I experienced and um, it's something that held me back for quite a while. And, and so here it is. So for a very long time, I was happy with just being excited about the possibilities in my mind about my business, meaning you know, as long as I kept my business close to me and as long as I was able to have good, happy thoughts about what the possibilities of what could be in my business, um, then I was good with that. And why was I good with that? Because I had a fear of failure. I was fearing what other people would think about my business and what they would say. I was, I was having all of these, um, these fears these false fears that that were really wrecking havoc in my mindset. Why do you think I tell you guys in in um, in building your business and and the you know the the five questions for leadership? Why do you think the first thing I tell you guys is to prepare your mind for greatness? Because I know what it's like to have a fear. And not to even admit you have a fear. You just go day on day day after day in your mind you know, thinking about all of the good things you want to do for yourself and your business, but you're really not taking action. You're really in the same spot you were months ago or even a year ago. And you've got to the pattern. You've got to stop the pattern. So what that means is that you've got to stop being excited just about the possibilities sometimes, and you've got to move past the possibilities to what is real. And And how you move to what is real is the very thing that God tells us is take it out of your mind and put it on paper. And so again, you really need to have a well-written marketing strategy that has outlined the blueprint of how you're going to push your marketing system out there. And it all hinges on you having clarity on who your target customer is and building out a customer profile so that you can better target that person online as you're looking at marketing, okay? So you need to really get this clear. Is you going to be a, a responsible business owner, CEO, hands down, you need to have your mind on your marketing, okay? You, and this is all a part of taking assessment. So number one today was taking an assessment of your business, really evaluating your business. Now, next to marketing, you need to be looking at what your sales goals 
are, okay? And why do you need to be looking at that? Now, this is all a part of taking an assessment, and I'm trying to cover these, these important areas of assessment. You need to look at your sales goals because that's going to dictate to you, believe it or not, how you're going to effectively market, who you're going to market to, and it's going to dictate to you of how much money you need to put into your marketing to reach your target, your audience, to generate you a certain number of leads, right? Now, I'm one of those people that believe greatly in, you know, the law of average. And what the law of average is, is that a certain number of people have to be exposed to who you are, what you do, and what your products and services are in order for them to be interested in what you have. And eventually, when you create a compelling offer for those individuals, what's that compelling offer? It is a free offer of value that you give to them that's relevant to what your business is so that you are then able to market effectively to those individuals, right? So, in order for you to know how many leads you need coming in on a weekly or monthly basis, you really need to know what your sales goals are because your sales goals are going to dictate. So I want to give you guys a formula, okay? I want to give you guys a formula. So let's say, for example, if your goal every single month, um, your sales goal is, we'll keep it simple. Let's say if it is $1,000. I'm doing this as an example. So your goal might be $10,000. It may be 5000 what have you, but I'm giving this 1000 as an example. So say, for example, if it was $1,000 and the average cost of a product that you have is $100, okay? So in order for you to reach your goals, you would need 10 people to purchase your product at $100, which would give you $1,000, right? So that's what, you would, that's what you would actually need. But in order for you to have those 10 people, what you have to do is multiply that by 10, okay? And what that's going to tell you is you need 100 people, you need 100 leads in order for you to have 10 sales for your product right? So if we wanted to take $1,000 and push that up to $10,000, right? And the average cost for a product was $100. Then again, what we're going to do is we're going to divide those that $100 into uh, the $10,000. So we're going to say 10000 divided by 100 we need 100 clients, right? So then we would need 100 clients. So then we would take 100 and multiply that times 10, right? And 100 times 10 is 1,000. So we would need 1,000 people to accomplish our sales goal of having 100 new clients. So whatever, okay, whatever that number is, whatever your sales goal is, then you need to actually divide that by the average cost of your service or your product, okay? So many of you say, but I have a lot of products. So I have a, look, just choose the product that's the most popular, that sells the most, and use that figure. If it's a service, you usually have a main or primary service. What is that service per hour or what is the flat fee cost for that service? So what you're going to do is you are going to take the amount of money, that's your sales goal, right? And you're going to divide it by 
the average cost of your product or your service, and it's going to give you the number of clients you actually need in order to make it happen. But then what you've got to do is figure out how many leads do you need coming in in order for you to meet that goal. And so the law of average says usually you, you, you need about 10 times as much in order to generate your goal. So what you're going to do is whatever number of clients it says that you need, you're going to take that number and multiply it by 10, and that's going to give you the number of leads that you need coming into your business in order for you to meet your goals. Now, so as we are taking assessment, we're looking at our marketing strategy, but then we're looking at our sales goals. And, and I just gave you a formula for your sales goal, which is the amount of money that you want to make divided by the average cost of your product will give you the number of clients. And then the number of clients multiplied by 10 is going to give you the number of leads that you need to have coming into your business. And so I want to give you guys an aha moment right now because this is really interesting. So how are all of these people making all of this money online? You keep hearing these people talk about Oh, I've made a million dollars in doing courses. I've made a million dollars in selling this product on Etsy. I've made a million dollars doing this or that, or I've made a great six-figure income doing this or that. How is it that they are actually doing that? Well, first of all, they're doing it because they have a marketing strategy. They are clear on their target market. Then they are investing in online marketing. They have their product or their service well put together, the, all of the copy, the landing pages, all of the things that they're going to need. They have all of that put together before they put it out there, right? And then they are clear on the number of leads that they actually want to generate in order to meet their sales goal. And, and knowing the number of leads and knowing the sales goal really helps them to know how much they need to be investing in their marketing um, online, right? And they have worked out their formula, right, to help them meet their sales goals needs. And so I want to repeat the formula once more. Don't say I didn't give it to you. It is the amount of money you want to have divided by the average cost of your product or service will give you the number of clients that it will take to make that happen. Then you take the number of clients, multiply it by 10, and that is going to give you the number of leads that you actually need to generate in order for you to meet your sales goals, right? Why is that? Because not everybody that you talk to is going to want what you have, right? Or not everybody is going to follow directions on your call to action. And so, therefore, you need to be able to generate enough leads so that you can meet your numbers. This, you know, business, the one thing that I know about business is that it totally is a numbers game, and it's all about math. It's all about science. And the, the reason why I love that so much is because you literally can figure out what you need to do to generate a million dollars and follow the blueprint. You've just got to be willing to understand exactly what all of the numbers are and that you are on point with targeting the right customer or the, or the right client. So I hope this is helping you guys and that some of you are having your aha moments. But as you take an assessment of your business, as we have read in the book, in our book of the month, it says it's easy, 
you're not going to look at your failures as actually, as the fact that you are a failure, but you're only going to look at things that didn't work, things that weren't, weren't as successful. You're looking at them for lessons learned. So anything that you look at from, um, from the end of June all the way back to January of this year, you're looking at it as a lessons learned. A lot of people really were just coming out of the COVID, I call it the COVID trance right? The COVID trans is when all of this crap going on with the pandemic and the COVID-19 happening to us, uh, it put us in a state of trans. It caused us to just stare and, and almost like we were in some type of mental paralysis going on. And so many people still didn't get their businesses really going back again and wanting to really do work on their business. Probably they didn't do start back until February or March, right? And so again, yeah, there, so there, many of you probably experienced a lapse. Uh, in time and not seeing the sales that you wanted to because, you know, you might have been in the COVID trance. However, it's t- things are popping back up. Travel is back on. A lot of things are happening. You still have to make sure that you take precaution and practice safety measures with keeping your mask on, right, and staying your distance, how, however it is better. And so with that said, it's time for you to really get yourself back into the game of business and, and really planning and figuring out how you're going to sell your products and or services. And so taking an assessment is one of the things that you cannot do without this month. You've got to do that in order to make some money for the rest of this year. So I have a lot of people who have asked me, Trina, is it still possible for me to make money this year? And my answer is, girl, yes, it's possible. Okay, we've got, um, you know, five good solid months to make some money this year. So the thing of it is, is that you can't keep yourself in analysis paralysis. You can't keep yourself in the COVID trans. You've got to really work your way out of it and figure out what it is. And what I'm giving you right now are things that you should be thinking on in July. And we're starting with the number one thing, which is you need to go ahead and take an assessment of your business. You need to look at your marketing strategy. What needs to be tweaked? Do you need to talk with me? as a business consultant um, on some things on your marketing? Um, Do you need to look at your sales goals? Do you need a better understanding of where it's, where, what you need to do because you're a little overwhelmed? If that is the case, ladies, please do go ahead and schedule a power talk with me, especially if you've not had a power talk before. What's a power talk? Well, it's just a 30 to 45-minute converse, coaching conversation with me where I really share some resources and tools and provide you with some ways to just really get going on what it is that you're trying to do, okay? Very, very important. So taking an assessment then is not just about your marketing sales goals and leads, though. I also want you to take an assessment on your branding because... I am taking an assessment on my branding, and I have a a lot of homework from my consultant to to work on with my branding. And so I want to just let you know, what does branding actually mean? Well, branding means how, how do you want to appear in front of people when they see 
your company. What what do you want people to think about your company when they see your colors, when they see your logo, when they see your images? What do you want people to think about? And so branding is something that's very, very key because branding has a lot to do with the attraction factor and how you are attracting people to you and and what you have to offer. So that goes right back around then to your marketing. And if you feel that you're not well branded or if you feel that you have copied off of everybody else and you're looking too much like what everybody else is doing, then you definitely want to start talking about branding and how you can better brand yourself. Now, I'm not a brand strategist. However, I do work with a couple of brand strategists that are very good at what they do and will definitely be willing to refer you. But first, schedule the Power Talk so we can get that going, okay? And again, to schedule a Power Talk, simply go to womenaboutbiz.net. Again, womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, and click on, um, right from the home page, actually, click on Schedule Power Talk. If you scroll down midway section, you should see it and be able to go ahead and schedule your Power Talk. And I want to challenge all of you to go ahead and get your Power Talk scheduled today. Uh, Don't wait uh, for some other time because you're still trying to put it together, right? Uh, Come as you are, right? Come as you are um, and stop worrying about what I'm going to think about you and instead, let's work together. It's no judgment on my end. Let's work together to do something great for your business and brainstorm and look at ways that your business can be better positioned moving forward in this next six months, okay? Um, Another thing with taking an assessment um, on your business that I think is very important is you want to also take a look at the monies that you have available as well. Um, If you are needing money for your operational expenses and different things like that, well, you've got still some options. The SBA still has the EIDL loan available. So if you had a business that had started before COVID-19, then you are eligible to apply for their EIDL loan. Now, this is a business loan, but it's it's at like about a 1.52% interest point. I don't know where anywhere else in the world where you would get that, right? Uh, but the EIDL loan is still available. All you need to do is go to sba.gov and um, then put in E as in Edward, I as in Igloo, D as in David, L as in Larry, put in EIDL loan and you will find out information about how to apply for the loan itself, okay? So the SBA still does have that loan. Now, what happens if you started your business after COVID? Well, then what happens is uh, you, first of all, need to look at and do a cash flow analysis as well to determine, you know, what your marketing budget needs to be, um, where do you want to mar- where do you want to spend your advertisement dollars at, and what what else do you need to get your business up and going? Um, you will have to look at doing either a per- you you will have to look at doing a personal loan, right? Or there's another program that I really love. It's called ACE, ACE Loans with an S, 
aceloans.org. Again, aceloans.org. And they have special programs for women and minorities. Um, and their interest rate is not as low as that EIDL loan with the SBA, but it's, it, they still have pretty low interest rates. Um, and they have other programs as well, but definitely you can go to ACE loans with an s.org that's a c as in cat e as in edward a c e loans l o a n s dot org ace loans dot org you can go there and um you know look at the programs that they have uh that are available they're pretty much one of the very few programs for people who are starting a business uh and haven't yet established business credit it, it, it's still a really good uh resource for you so i wanted to to give you that because you definitely need to be looking at how where you're going to get the money from to advertise where you're going to get the money from to build your budget to do some things that you need to do. Also, in taking assessment, I really want you guys to look at, uh, make a list of what you would consider your most common administrative task, okay? I want you to make a list of that. And then what I want you to do is I want you to look at that list and ask yourself what can be delegated. Okay, because as you take an assessment, I want you to look at why didn't you get more done as the CEO of your business? Were you focused on the wrong thing? Were, were you focused on all of the little things that you should have been doing in your business instead of focusing on um you know, the bigger things as the CEO and allowing a virtual assistant or someone else to help you with some of the smaller activities and tasks. And so, again, I want you to be looking at that, that as well. So hopefully I've given you some food for thought as number one uh, of five things every businesswoman should be thinking on in July is taking an assessment. And hopefully you guys have gotten that. Well, that's all I have for you today for the show. It is my prayer for you that you are going to have a productive week, that every day this week you're going to wake up and prepare your mind for greatness, and that you are going to stay focused as the CEO of your business and work on getting yourself the label and be productive week as well. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.